I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Brandon. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks Morgan for having me. Really excited to uh, be joining you during this time. Yeah, and we're excited to just get to know you better and hear about you and your team. And so one of the first questions I wanted to ask you, Brandon, is if you could tell us about the highs and lows of your season. You know, I think uh, this was, I, I believe, my 18th season as a head coach and, and wow. kind of an interesting one at that because we'd never had a season kind of riddled with injuries. We'd had, you know, some injuries here and there kind of uh, throughout seasons. But uh, from the get-go, we were just kind of challenged with injuries throughout and, and ones that were obviously major injuries that held out, you know, players that we were really kind of suspecting to be, you know, major contributors and, and you know, quite honestly, starters. So um, it, it, it was a challenge, but it was also invigorating. And what I mean by that is because of those challenges, we were kind of forced to go about, you know, how we did things and how we played in a lot of different ways. We, you know, obviously like a lot of coaches – you put pen to paper for, you know, nine months and you kind of work through some things and you have a pretty good idea of what, you know, what direction you want to go in. And when that gets completely derailed, uh, you know, it's kind of, you spend a couple seconds moaning about, you know, how you wish it wouldn't have happened and whatnot, but at the end of the day it did and you got to figure out a way how to get better. And so each and every day uh, our girls really, just stepped up to that challenge and fought hard. Um, I think the high for me was we were playing our best volleyball at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, that's – I'm not sure that you can always say that. And, you know, yeah. while we lost in the semifinal match of our conference tournament, uh, I couldn't be more proud of our girls. I thought they fought all the way to the end. And, you know, quite honestly, with what had happened throughout the year – uh, you know, I knew our girls left it all out there. And, and so, again, it's tough. But when, you know, somebody beats you at, at your best, you kind of have to, you know, just take a step back and, and congratulate them and recognize, you know, what I called a, a successful season uh, for us. And it looked a lot different than what most people would say was su successful. But at the end of the day, I mean, knowing what we went through, uh, I just couldn't say enough about the staff and our girls and, and all that they had poured into it. Yeah, no, and I loved hearing your insights because it sounds like it was very much like a group team effort to where you got where you're going. Yeah, you know, quite honestly, it was, you know, it was kind of the next person up mentality and, and uh, a lot of young players got kind of a considerable time uh, earlier than maybe we anticipated. And, you know, I think it was a, a big kind of move for me in the sense that uh, we had to continue to instill that confidence in them. Uh, and, and that's tough sometimes because you know, you're really throwing players kind of to the fire in some sense, but you know, you have to rely on the fact that you recruited these players. Yeah. And you know how good that they are. 
So that time that, uh, you know, they, they lack an experience, especially at the collegiate level, you know mm-hmm. that they'll pick up on it, you know, as quickly as they can. It's true. No, it's true. And collegiate really is like, even though there's club and things like that, collegiate level really is a different level of volleyball. And so I think that's awesome that I know, from what I can tell, like your team, your team stepped up to that and just is a wonderful team. And I think that comes yeah, from it, it was neat. It was, it was, uh, it, like I said, a lot of people on the outside would probably question why I would say it was successful, but being in it and every day, you know, I loved going in to see how our team would respond to the, you know, the adversity that we had kind of been handed. Yeah. And that's what matters, you know, handling adversity well. And so thank you so much for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Yeah. And how did you get to become a coach? How did you get there? Uh, That's a pretty unusual story. I think, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, it's probably one of the most unusual coaching stories out there. Um, You know, I was a theater major at Pepperdine University and uh, my, kind of lifelong goal was to be a soap opera actor and uh, uh, all of my yeah all of my roommates um, were a part of the men's uh, team at Pepperdine and so I was around you know the volleyball team quite a bit and fast forward I moved to Nashville Uh, my wife had uh, graduated law school and was taking the bar exam and I was offered an opportunity to do marketing promotions for Lipscomb University as a as wow. a graduate student so there I was uh, working on my MBA uh, and working a couple side jobs on top of that and then you know working through the sports marketing uh, department you know in-game entertainment and things like that so I just happened to walk through practice one day and noticed that uh, the volleyball team did not have an assistant coach at the time, and I offered my help and, and was told I could, but I had to continue with the marketing duties. So yeah. uh, I did that for one season, and as I was finishing up my MBA, uh, the head coach resigned. Uh, the plan was I was going to do both marketing and volleyball uh, as an assistant, and mm-hmm. uh, I graduated early May, and, and she resigned uh, to move out of town. And there I was, you know, 25 years old, uh, and I put my name in, never dreaming that I would get the job, but I thought, why not? And uh, uh, in June, I was named head coach uh, with, with, when I say zero experience, I mean, uh, pretty close to zero experience. I'd never coached high school. I'd never coached club. Uh, the only coaching I had ever done was that one season as a, you know, a volunteer assistant at Lipscomb University. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is so cool how you got there. Like that's, so, I, when you said unusual like that, that isn't, that's awesome. Like I love that. Yeah. I get the question a lot about, you know, obviously I've been doing coaching now for, you know, almost 20 years. Uh, so I get a lot of questions about, you know, my coaching lineage or where I coached before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I always tell them, you know, I didn't, they're like, no, no, not college, maybe like high school or club. I was like, no, I, I never, I've never coached before. And so, um, you know, you have to understand too, you know, this program had just transitioned from NAI to division one. And I think, you know, our RPI, the season I took over was 315th out of 330 schools. So, uh, you know, we were at the bottom and, uh, you know, I loved the challenge of it. And, 
you know, the excitement that uh, turning around a program, you know, would, would, uh, what it would take to, to do that. Wow. Oh my. Well, and I love that too, because I can tell the passion you have for the sport and how much you have helped the girls. Cause I think that's something awesome that coaches have all mentioned is that they get to make an impact on players, you know, and see them go out into the world and, you know, after their sport. Yeah, we say it quite often. I mean, in every one of the recruits that we've ever talked to is, you know, two things. One, this is not my program. This is their program. Uh, and two, you know, um, this is not a four-year experience. This is a lifetime kind of commitment to, you know, the program and, you know, all that it stands for. So, um, you know, I think that served us really well. We've been really active with our alumni and, and some of the you know, just most amazing things have kind of come our way, you know, because of the, you know, my involvement. Uh, I recently had the opportunity to uh, marry one of my former players uh, to her husband, um, which was, you know, to get that honor, to get that request was just kind of mind blowing. You, you take a step back, you're like, how did this all come about? Here I am, you know, I'm, I'm simply just a, uh, a volleyball coach. Uh, but you realize those relationships that you've built mean so much more than just volleyball itself. Wow. You married them. Wow. That is an awesome experience. I've never had a coach. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it, it was, uh, again, it was wild. And, and since then I just got another request to do one in June oh. of this year. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was probably one of the most nervous uh, times I've ever been because you realize, you know, the enormity of, of somebody's wedding and, and you wanting to perform at the highest level. Oh, I know. My dad has married people before and he's always so stressed because <laughs> it isn't stressful. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, I thought it was no big deal until it got to the night before and I'd worked hard to kind of build the ceremony uh you know to what they wanted but at the same time you you really you take a step back and you're like wow this is somebody's wedding you know uh, (laughs) you don't you really don't want to mess up on it oh no it's so true it is so true oh my goodness well good luck with your next (laughs) wedding thank you and then i'm sure there will be more after (laughs) but anyways um you can tell us about your most memorable travel experiences you know we had an opportunity (laughs) uh three years ago um, we, we take a mission trip with our team, our program every four years. And, uh, this was the second one. The first one we did, uh, to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Uh, and then this past one was to Malawi, Africa. And the university, uh, has a wonderful relationship with an orphanage slash hospital there. Uh, so we'd already had kind of the infrastructure already set up, but, uh, we took, you know, our team over to Malawi and spent 12 days over there. Uh, and, you know, I was really fortunate to have my daughter, who at the time was 12 years old, uh, on that trip with me. And, um, you know, I think both times that we've done these trips, you know, we've been in these iconic places. The first one, I remember very distinctly sitting on Copacabana Beach and thinking to myself, this is wild. Here I am. You know, Lipscomb Volleyball has allowed me or given me the opportunity to travel around the world. And uh, it's just amazing. And then, obviously, this last one, uh, we were kind of – we were on a safari. And um, it, I just – again, kind of was struck by that idea that, you know, 
how much Lipscomb volleyball has given to me, not just the other way around, but, you know, the opportunity to travel around the world and, and really give our girls a once in a lifetime, you know, trip uh, to see and, and give back, but also to learn. And, you know, from that trip, it was just, uh, it was simply amazing. It was just one of those ones I'll never forget. And, and we're looking forward to as we're kind of in the planning stages of announcing our next one uh, that hopefully will be uh, taking place next uh, spring. Oh, wow. No, that's so exciting. I don't know. I think there's, there's something so exciting about especially mission trips that you guys are doing in foreign tours because you get to see things that you, you wouldn't be able to. A lot of people don't get that opportunity, but sports give you opportunities like that. So that makes me happy that your team's doing that. Yeah, it, it was really unbelievable. And, and I think that's the wild part about it. But as you said, you know, especially with mission trips, you kind of go to give or to serve, but you know, what you uh, receive back and, and you know, what you learn about yourselves and about, you know, in a lot of cases, how blessed we are. Uh, it's, it's truly kind of one of those eye-opening experiences um, as you kind of come back and you recognize how much we do have. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, again, we see the world sometimes in a very small United States kind of perspective. But when you go outside of those borders and see the love and the joy that people have with, you know, far less than we have, um, it would set you back as far as just the way you go about your everyday life and, you know, the struggles that we kind of quote unquote deal with uh, on a daily basis. Oh, no, it's so true. And thank you for those insights, because this will be awesome for people to hear too, because I don't know, it's just, a, it's a good insight that people can have. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I was a, uh, right out of college, I was a Roman gladiator at Caesar's <laughs> Palace uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. So uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen the episode where Joey on Friends uh, is, has the same job, I lived in Las Vegas, I grew up in Las Vegas, and I went home for the summer. Uh, and as I said, I, I was work, you know, a theater major. So I yeah. had gotten word that this production company was looking for new Roman gladiators or Roman centurions. And, uh, so I got the job at Caesar's palace and, um, I did that job and it was, it was wild because I had worked a wait, uh, you know, worked, a, a food service job, waiting tables during the days. And then at night, my shift was like seven to two in the morning, oh. uh, where I walked around with Caesar and Cleopatra and handed out gold medallions. And uh, <laughs> it was wild. People really, uh, I guess they thought that the, the medallions were real, but uh, it's uh, kind of funny when people see the pictures uh, of me standing outside of Caesar's palace in Las Vegas in the, in the centurion's garb, you know, they, they think it's kind of a joke, but definitely not a joke. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's awesome. Well, I think it just shows that you're like well-rounded. You have lots of different talents that you're using. And so I think it's awesome that you love that and you're a coach. And I don't know, you're a well-rounded person. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, you hit upon it. My coaching style is very passionate. And, you know, uh, I love to enjoy what we do, but I also love to kind of get after it and work hard. And so, 
you know, that's the, the ebb and the flow of it, you know, with our program is I want to be surrounded, you know, with passionate people. And that goes not only our girls, but also the support staff and, you know, really want everybody to enjoy um, that idea of what we're trying to do each and every day. And so um, it's a total kind of team affair for us and uh, there's no shortages of laughs and, you know, I definitely uh, wear my emotions on my sleeves and have had to get better at it, you know, quite <laughs> honestly, uh, as, as, you know, sometimes you kind of have to put yourself in check. Oh, yes. No, I totally get that. And I don't know. I feel like I played sports growing up and in college. And I think coaches make a huge impact on your lives. And I like that you mentioned, like, we've had our laughs because I think along with sports is like, you are with team. It's like a team family and you guys laugh together. You go through the ups and downs together. So I love that. Yeah, people forget how much, you know, actual time you spend with each other and, and the influence that you have on each other. And, and again, you're, you're pretty volatile in the sense that you're, you're seeing some extreme highs and, you know, quite honestly, some tough, tough lows. So um, you want to be around people that you enjoy and that uh, understand, you know, what it means to kind of push themselves and, and push each other. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. That's, that is so true. And um, you just made me think of a question I wanted to ask you. If you are an athlete that's wanting to play, you, you know, at the collegiate level for a team or university, like what would your advice be to them specifically? You know, that's a great question. It's something that, you know, we talk about quite a bit is, you know, the, the idea that um, especially at that age, you know, that 12 to 18 age where, you know, you're really just trying to figure out what you want to do and, and what sports you want to be a part of, you know, yeah. and, and you become obsessed with, you know, said sport, whatever it is. You know, I think it's just keeping a, a good perspective on, you know, how many people really get to do this. And, you know, for me, as I went to college, I, I found out the harsh reality that I just wasn't good enough to play in college. And, you know, I would have loved to have played at Pepperdine, but, you know, the truth of the matter is, is I just wasn't that level. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think we all hit that at different times. And so I think, you know, what we always talk about to recruits and, you know, people that ask those general questions is, is trying to be real with yourself and understand, you know, where you fit into that mix. Um, you know, it's all, it'd be great to think that we could all play at that national championship level, but I think there's different levels for everybody. And, you know, the hardest part is just being real about, you know, what level you, you really belong in or what level you would be successful in. And so, um, you know, I'm a very kind of straight to the point person. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I've always believed that, while it might be hard to hear, you never have to wonder, you know, if I'm giving you the truth because I'm always telling people how I feel. Yeah. Uh, and if you ask me a question, I'm giving you an honest response. Uh, you might not like that response, but I, I always encourage people to take a step back and, and hear the words uh, and understand that I'm trying to take some of that ambiguity out of things and, and answer uh, in a straightforward manner. Yeah. Well, no, I, I love that you said, mentioned honesty, because I think that's something, we, you know, that we all need in the world, especially on teams, especially as a coach. And so 
those are great insights, great insights. And I'm excited for, you know, viewers to listen to this, especially those that like are looking to play someday. So thank you for that. You're well, yeah. Well, I guess what's your next adventure? You know, we're working on something. Uh, we've been as a, a lifelong Kobe Bryant fan. We've, we've really, um, obviously we're saddened by, I, I have, I should say a lifelong Laker fan and, and kind of inherited yeah. Kobe with that. Um, you know, what I realized was our girls knew of Kobe, but didn't know him. And what I mean by that is they, most of them weren't, you know, really alive at that point where the height of his career, you know, was going on. So they hear stories, but they haven't seen the games and some of the actions that, you know, have made him as great as he is. So, we do this thing every Monday now. It's called Mamba Monday, and we've taken it upon ourselves to really try to teach uh, some of the messages that Kobe was all about and, uh, you know, share some, you know, insight into our program as well. And so uh, in two Mondays now, I guess on April 20th, I'm going to try something that I was challenged with was I'm going to run four miles every four hours in a 24-hour period. So it's a total of 24 miles. I'll start at 5 a.m. My next run will be at 9 a.m., then 1 p.m., 5 p.m., 9 p.m., and then 1 a.m. Um, I love to run. I hate to run. I love to run <laughs> because it gives me an opportunity. I listen to books and, and different podcasts and things like that. Uh, I hate to run just in the sense that it's hard uh, <laughs> and it's a challenge. And, and I'm a big guy, so it's it's not as easy on my body as maybe – you know, a true cross country runner, but you know, I love the mentality of pushing ourselves. And the thing that I'm challenging our girls and not only our girls, but everybody that kind of has watched Mama Money Monday is what are we doing in this time? You know, we'll never ever have this time again uh, to focus on getting better. And it doesn't matter what it is. If you want to learn a language or play an instrument or get better at a sport or, you know, start a healthier style lifestyle, uh, we'll never have this concentrated time ever again. And so, you know, my challenge to everybody is what are we doing with that time? Are we making ourselves better? And so, you know, I encourage everybody to challenge themselves to find something that's going to make them better. And for me, you know, I, I've continued to run and, you know, just recently, I don't know why, but I came up with this goal to see if I could run 60 miles uh, between Monday and Friday. So 12 miles a day for five days and, wow. uh, you know, accomplish that. And, and it's kind of like on to the next thing. So for me, it's that constant um, idea of how do I get better today? Uh, you know, regardless of what happened yesterday, wins or losses, good or bad, how do I get better today? And that's what we try to surround our team with. Um, and we understand that the process is, is part of, you know, is really what they're going through. And so, you know, I'm encouraging everybody to, you know, really enjoy that process uh, because I think that's what's going to make you better at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh. Wow. No, I think that's awesome. And that's an awesome next adventure of the running. That's, <laughs> I've never heard of that before. So I think that's incredible. Yeah, it should be fun. I think, I think we'll be all right. Uh, you know, as far as the miles, I mean, 24 miles in one day is, is definitely a challenge, 
Yeah. But um, what will be neat, we'll, we'll be doing this on our uh, Lipscomb Volleyball Instagram and we encourage everybody because we'll be doing kind of uh, giveaways throughout the day. We'll be asking and answering questions. So uh, they'll be able to kind of watch, you know, the progress <laughs> uh, yeah. live. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's April 20th, our last Mamba Monday for the spring, and we'll pick it back up for the fall. Um, and I, I definitely encourage people to check it out because it should be, you know, kind of like a community uh, event in which, you know, we're including, you know, all parts of Lipscomb University to kind of help me get through uh, yeah. this challenge. Wow. Well, no, seriously, good luck with that. I'm excited for you guys to do that. And I hope a lot of people join you because that sounds like an awesome experience. So it should be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited for you. And thank you so much for letting us just get an insight into your team and, you know, getting to talk to you and the insights you had to share were wonderful. So thank you so much for joining us today. Well, I, I, I can't thank you guys enough. And, and as, a, as a coach and somebody that has a pretty small coaching background, you know, as I said, coming into it, I just encourage everybody to learn as much as they can and quite honestly, just ask questions. And so uh, I know it's, it's, sometimes tough to kind of pick up the phone and, and, you know, get the courage enough to ask, you know, somebody that you see as, as somebody, you know, in the industry, but, you know, I encourage everybody to reach out to each other and help each other out because uh, it, it really, you know, we've all been there before where we didn't have that knowledge. And you know, I think what you guys are doing is fantastic and look forward to listening to more of your podcasts along the way. And thank you so much. And I'll definitely be following your team and looking forward to that running program too. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.